What's up, everybody? You know who it is. It's your boy, Sultan of Strangles, a.k.a. the Kimura King, a.k.a. the Ayatollah of Ankle Locks. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about <clears throat> running a jujitsu gym, two-month review. In my one-month review podcast, uh, I spoke about all the new things I encountered, how proud I was, and you know things that I learned. In the two-month review, I'm going to go even more in-depth because you learn a lot on the fly. Uh, owning a gym has made me become exponentially a better person but it has also made me a worse person and i will go into detail on that one more thing that i wanted to talk about when i first started this podcast it was all over the place so like i would record five minutes in the morning i would record five minutes after training i would record five minutes when i went home and i would bunch it all together but i think the the last three or four episodes i did them all in my room super organized uh i unfortunately take care of my mom and my stepdad so we're in a place together it was fucking annoying i have to keep telling them to shut up stop being loud there's a lot of noise at my house and I realized I think that's the reason I wasn't banging out episodes as fast as possible. I'm going to go back to the old ways of recording in my car, recording when I'm waiting in front of my school for classes to start, recording after training. Number one, it keeps me nice and passionate, so I'm not getting burnt out recording half an hour in a row. It keeps the passion in my voice. It keeps the tone strong. Just doing five minutes here and there. I have a lot of stuff to share with you today. Holy shit. Running a gym is exhausting. It's a lot of fun. And you run into a lot of roadblocks. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. What's up, everyone? So first thing I really want to talk about is how grateful I am for this opportunity Number one, to do what I love. Number two, to actually find a way to help people that I also enjoy. You know, I've tried to help people many times in my life. And be honest, uh, if I'm being honest with you, it wasn't fun. Working at the food bank, soup kitchen, you know, Thanksgiving, etc. And I'm like, man, am I just a bad person that I don't enjoy this? And I finally found a part uh, in my life to where I could genuinely help people, and it's actually fun. So that's amazing. It's crazy. I got a bunch of people that are like, bro, you're you're way too overly into this, man. I'm telling you, I've been an instructor for a while. It gets boring after blah, 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 three months. They're like, just wait three years. We'll see if you're still enthusiastic. I'm like, dude... If you're talking to me like this, then you are a miserable bastard and you should not be owning a jujitsu gym. I have been, I have been, um, at gyms where I'm not kidding. The instructor comes in, obviously just not happy, sits down and goes, what do you guys want to learn today? It's not like 
For me, I have my lesson plans planned weeks in advance. Every week has some type of theme. That's how into it I am. I have seen classes where the instructor shows a move, then doesn't even walk around class to see if everyone's doing it right. They'll talk with one of their students or on their phone. I just find that to be absolutely unacceptable. You should not be an instructor if that's your mentality. And they're like, man, you do it long enough, you're not going to like it. I don't think so. You just shouldn't have chosen this as a job. A lot of people that um, run jujitsu gyms, it's like they don't actually want to be a teacher. They just don't want to work a real job or like a nine to five. Like, huh, you know what? I'll just open a gym. That's the worst thing you can do. A lot of people will do something that is not their passion. They think it's their passion, but it's not. Musicians, hey, I want to be a famous musician. You don't want to be a musician. You just want to be famous. You want the fame. You don't actually like music. Hey, man, I want to move to Hollywood, become a famous actor. Eh, are you sure? You just want the fame, it seems like. You don't actually like acting. You see guys like Johnny Depp. I remember it was so cool. I don't know if he's, if he's lying or not, but he says he doesn't even watch his own movies. He'll like film Pirates of the Caribbean and not watch it because he says he doesn't own a TV and he just actually just likes the process of acting. So that's like a case where you know this guy is passionate. There are musicians out there that um, are famous, but regardless of whether or not they were always famous they loved music me i don't care if i'd make i mean i i have to make money because i want this to be my full-time job but let's say i could never do that i would still train twice a day every day regardless of what profession i had but this is something i want to do this is what i want my life to be about and i'm super grateful to finally turn my dream into a reality and in this episode, I'm going to go over two-month mark, what I've learned and what um, obstacles I went through. Uh, so this is something that my instructor, Gary Tonin, warned me about in many, many, many times. And I completely ignored it because I'm like, listen, buddy, I need to make money. I'm not going to say no to money, Okay. Because then I'd just be an idiot. I'm a new business. Don't say no to money. He said, limit your drop-ins. People who want to drop into your gym to either once a month or make it more expensive to where they're not coming in too often. I said, hey, man, $20 is $20. Whenever the fuck somebody wants to come and give me 20 bucks, I'm totally okay with that. Now, this causes a couple issues. Number one. You're going to have people <clears throat> who can possibly compete against your students come to your school, learn your technique, and use it against you. So, number one, be very careful about that. Number two, most people, I don't know, at my gym, there are a bunch of fucking fanatics that train every day. But at a lot of gyms, people are training once, twice, sometimes three times a week. And if you make your drop-in very cheap, like 10 bucks, people will say, you know what? Why would I sign up? I'll just be non-committed. I'll come in whenever I want and I'll pay the 10 bucks. 
That is the last thing you want as a gym owner. As a gym owner, you want dedicated students and you want your students paying on time every month. If you create a drop-in culture like that, um, you're gonna your whole business is gonna go to shit. So I never thought, I never in a million years thought that I would have a conversation with someone and say, listen, buddy, uh, you know, you gotta make a choice. Are you going to join or are you just going to keep doing this drop in? Because I don't think we could continue to do this. And if we do, you know, you could come in once a month. And I've had to have that had I have had to have that conversation with a few people. Uh, and it, and, it, and it, it may seem counterproductive. You're making less money, but you are spending more time with your paying full time students and if you're having visitors and you're having to show visitors technique and they're getting in the way of your students, you're taking away from your students who actually care about training and you're focusing energy on people who don't really give a fuck about you or your gym. So as far as the drop in whores go in the second month of operating, I finally realized that, you know, I have to do something about it. And I finally did. If you're thinking about opening your own gym, know that you need to have a list of priorities and your full-time students who compete under your banner are your priority. I've learned a lot about psychology working as a gym owner. Um, so like there's a couple of different types of students I've encountered. There is someone who will come to me, hey, you know, I'm, I'm interested in jujitsu. I want to, you know, get in shape. Seems really cool get in shape and also learn something <clears throat> you know want to do it and seems like a total introvert kind of a nerd and fuck they usually stick to it they usually pay attention to technique they usually get really good there's the fanatic <clears throat> which is a guy who'll come in hey man i can't wait to train you know i want to be a world champion oh man can we, can we do, there's only five, five classes a week, you know, I want to train twice a day, every day, yeah, let's go, like, totally fanatic into it, and I've noticed, man, these guys, they'll come in for, like, a week, they'll have that attitude, and then they'll fucking quit, or they'll stop coming, uh, when someone just seems unhealthily obsessed or overly dramatic about something, it's usually because they're just that type of person and it's just a phase you know <clears throat> that seems like um that that seems like a trend i've noticed now my students who are actually fanatics and actually care they'll come up to me with this approach they'll be like hey mike um you know i see you compete a lot i'm really interested in competing uh i'm prepared to do anything there's five classes a week that that's great i'd like to come to every single class do you think you'll have more classes later on yes if I get more students, I'll get more classes. And they're like, you know what? That's great. Um, I'd like to, you know, try a free class and um, I'll let you know if I'm interested. And those guys usually stick around, train five days a week, badass, promote the gym, awesome people. And then I have the guys who are just interested. They're hobbyists. I won't push the hobbyists too hard. You know, <clears throat> my guys who want to compete, you have to go all around. There's no choice. If you want to compete, you have to bust your ass every day you come in. If you uh, just want to learn, 
and have a good time. You do as many rounds as you want. You could sit out, have a good time. I'm not going to push you. I'm going to teach you the best I can, but I'm not going to be up your ass, you know, trying to toughen you up. So Immortals Jiu-Jitsu in a span of two months has 25 students. And I think that's remarkable. Extremely proud of me and my partner. I'm extremely proud of my students. It's like such a rewarding feeling to just see people progress so fast and become better at jujitsu not only just better at jujitsu but better human beings and definitely happy that everyone listening to the podcast is on this beautiful journey with me another thing that i feel like made me kind of a bad person is sometimes you have to discipline people because if one person falls out of line everyone falls out of line like i hate to use spartans as an example But if one Spartan does not hold their shield up when you're getting arrows rained on you, if one guy fucks up, the whole phalanx falls. If one guy is not on their game, everybody dies. So I like to keep my my team as one unit. Everybody follows the rules. Everybody shows respect, etc. Like, um, I, I, I fully understand, um that if you have a demanding job and you're coming late. But I saw some cases where I have classes Monday and Wednesday at 8 o'clock, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, 8.30. One of my students was habitually late, and he said it was because of work. So on the 8 o'clock days, he was 15 minutes late. On the 8.30 days, 15 minutes late. It just didn't add up. And I said, listen... We really have to do something about this because it make it's making you look bad. It's making me look bad. It's making the school look bad. And um, and they were able to understand that and they're usually not late anymore. If you're coming because you had a family emergency, cool. If you're coming because you genuinely uh, are late out of work, cool. But if you come in smiling and you smell like weed and I could tell you don't care, at that point, we're going to have to have a talk. That's not going to be a good one. And sometimes you have to be an asshole. Another thing, uh, some discipline that I have to impart, especially for my competitors, because, you know, for my competitors, I want you to be disciplined. I want you to think like a competitor. For you, it's not going to be a social club. So if we are in between rounds, you have a minute rest. If I see you slacking off, sitting down, uh, not on the mat, and you're trying to start the round one minute in, everyone's doing push-ups. We're getting down. I'm doing them with you. And that's that's how, you know, it was for me growing up in wrestling, growing up in all the sports I played. One person fucks up, we all have to pay. And that has helped us become a very cohesive, disciplined, amazing gym full of hardcore guys that really want to get better. I remember when I first opened my gym up, I told myself, Mike, this is going to be a sanctuary, you know, I'm never going to, I am never going to turn someone away from money. I'm going to find out a payment plan. We're going to find a way for someone to come train, um, you know, with whatever means they have. And, you know, it worked well for a while, 
we had a handful of people who were not paying memberships uh, but contributed in other ways and then one day me and my partner paid the rent and after the rent we're like how much is left and we're like you know this is not sustainable this really is not sustainable and then I looked at uh, gyms in the past with very nice owners that would you know, tell students, don't worry about it this month. Don't worry about it this month. Oh, it's all right. Don't worry about it. And what I noticed about every single one of these gyms was that they all went out of business. You need to take care of yourself before you take care of others. You know, um, I know in lifeguarding, I'll never forget this episode of Baywatch where, um, um, David Hasselhoff, someone got mad at him because he fucked up he was supposed to use the person that was drowning as a human shield against one of those giant wooden things in the pier and you use them as a human shield and then you uh uh, you know you swim them to safety if you don't take care of yourself first if i don't pay my own bills fuck the gym right the rent whatever the gym the the marketing etc I got to be able to pay my own rent, my own car payments, my own insurance payments, my food, my family. If the amount that I'm making from my gym does not provide that, I cannot be thinking about giving people free memberships. Once I am established, once I'm paying my own bills solely through this business and I am successful, then I can think about giving out free memberships. Uh, but until then, man, me and my partner decided it, everybody's got to be a paying member. You know, everybody's got to be a paying member. I know it sounds cruel, but it's just the way it has to be. Um, one more thing. If you are coming to the gym for free, I expect you to be dedicated. Uh, I expect you to be there every day. I expect you to help out your teammates, to help us out. And we found that a couple of the people that were coming for free weren't coming every day. They kind of gave up and started coming once a week, twice a week. And when they came, they weren't really helping anyone, just kind of selfish. So we're like, yeah, it's time to actually pay for your membership. When you're paying for something... When you're, when you're invested in something, literally, you will not slack off. I know the kids that went to college for with financial aid or mommy and daddy's money slacking off. <clears throat> and then there were kids in college that were paying for it out of their own pockets. Those people did not slack off. So this is the one part of the gym where um, I feel like it kind of made me a worse person but it's something that had to happen and having those conversations uh kind of hurt you they hurt you i could tell they hurt the person that we were talking to but it's just a necessary evil that has to happen down the road um when i when the gym has a couple hundred members and I'm making good money and I could afford to have a couple students come in for free, I totally will. If there is someone out there who wants to sponsor someone's membership, feel free to reach out to me. 
because I've seen people do that before. Um, but otherwise, I'm just going to continue to do it this way. Now, speaking of opening your own gym, for those of you who don't know, uh, I train at a gym called Henzo Gracie Academy. And the core group of <clears throat> competitors of that school train under an instructor by the name of John Danaher, my instructor. And um, all of those guys decided to get up and leave the U.S. and move to Puerto Rico for tax purposes because it is only 4% tax down there. Um, this sucks for people like me because I can't move down there with them. I have a sick mother to take care of. I have a school to run. I have, you know, accounting tax clients up here. So it has been so hard for me. Um, I used to, I used to get up at five o'clock in the morning, get on the train to go to New York City. Uh, I was so broke that I would sit in the bathroom so I didn't have to pay for the ticket. I would get to see caucus. <clears throat> I would get behind someone, slide in while they swiped their ticket. From Sea Caucus to New York City, I would go into the bathroom again and hide. And I would do this every fucking day there and back just so I could train at Hensel Gracie University. So when I see people take it for granted what they have, I truly hate them. I really do. Um, when I see people who are not grateful for what they have, I truly hate them. And, you know, I did that because I wanted to train under John. He was the leg lock master. You know, he was the mastermind. And it was so much more than jujitsu. You know, I became friends with all these people. Like, these people became like my brothers. And most of the time, we didn't even talk about jujitsu. We just talked about picking up chicks and dumb shit. And the fact that I no longer have that every day is heartbreaking. You know, I thought that at least, you know, our group chat would be, you know, active because, you know, we always used to talk. But I guess when you go to Puerto Rico, it's island time, you relax. Group chat kind of died off too. So it's it's been very tough. So I've been trying to pour all my energy into this new gym. Now they are opening up their own new gym down in Puerto Rico. I don't know if I could say what the name's going to be. But it's going to be in Puerto Rico, uh, a beautiful gym, like 10,000 square feet. Um, and they're going to be there for the foreseeable future. Um, I know if Puerto Rico didn't work out, they said they were going to be going to Texas, which would be a lot more feasible because I could probably take my mom there with me. But yeah, it's not just me that's on a new journey. My whole team is on a new journey. Now up here... I think the only person that's left who has training under John for all those years is me. So if you'd like to learn that style of jiu-jitsu, you can come to Immortals Jiu-Jitsu in Clifton, New Jersey. One thing that I really pride myself on is the fact that I'm able to take people who otherwise would have a huge problem with authority and would just overall not really fit in in any group. And I turn them 
into a compliant, disciplined killing machine. So um, I feel part of this is because me, myself, kind of an outlaw, don't really like listening to people, um, don't really like following rules, being told what to do. I was always a misfit. And then I, you know, started training at Henzo Gracie Academy. And when I finally met an instructor that I highly, highly respected, I fell right into place, you know. And I was surrounded by people with the same mentality as me, just crazy people. But when it comes time for class, we are all respectful. We respect our instructor. We take the store. We, we take the, the sport very seriously. We don't fuck around. Um, we listen to John. So I said, that's what I wanted to do. Um, Hensel Gracie Academy, especially John's class, the core group is a bunch of crazy people, literally insane, including me. And the fact that we're able to go and listen to all the rules, comply with everything, be disciplined. I'm like, you know what? I can also do this. So like, let me tell you about one of my students. I love him. His name is uh, Jim. He, <laughs> normal dude, by the way, takes 1,000 milligrams of sustenon a week. That is the same amount as a professional bodybuilder that is like one week out from getting on stage. This guy could not could not stay in bottom positions like side control or bottom mount because he would freak out and completely lose his shit, turn his red and have a fucking panic attack. So I took this guy. By the way, he was kind of politely asked to leave from his last gym because he's so fucking nuts um i took this guy um and i fucking molded him into a compliant well-trained dude he he used to not be able to go one round now he easily does six rounds he doesn't freak out he's a team player he's an awesome dude he's made a lot of new friends at the gym and a couple of you know i I feel like I just, you know, like the dog whisperer, I feel like I'm the psycho whisperer. I could just take people who otherwise would not fit in to society and turn them into freaking compliant, tough dudes. So I'm like, listen, you're freaking out on bottom position. This is what we're going to do. We're going to go super light, <clears throat> no submissions. And at any point when you are on bottom side control or bottom mount you let me know when you want to stop and we stop right away and we did that a couple times and he started getting more comfortable then i'm like you know what let's do a couple rounds you just play top position no bottom position we did that and over the past two months man he has made so many great strides and uh i'm extremely proud of him you know i'm fucking proud of all my students and it's and it's so awesome man uh, it's something I'm super proud of and something I really wish to pass on. Another thing I really pride myself on is patience. Um, I have ADHD really bad. I have severe issues with paying attention. Um, and the way I was able to battle this is by meditating. I try to meditate anywhere from 5 to 20 minutes a day every day. <clears throat> and this has helped my focus dramatically. Jiu-jitsu has also helped my focus dramatically. But 
I have seen instructors um, get frustrated with their students and yell at them. Um, and in my opinion, if your student does not understand your directions, you are a bad instructor. It's not your student. It's your fault. So I have students from all walks of life. And some of them, I don't want to use the word slow, but some of them just have a much harder time grasping the information that I'm trying to give them. So I'm teaching a guard pass and I'm like, move your left foot here. And they'll literally move their right foot to a completely different spot that I didn't tell them. A lot of people would get mad. I don't get mad. I just take their foot and physically move it for them. And then <clears throat> once they see that, they could do it on their own. I've not gotten mad at a single person while I was teaching them. I've gotten mad when I see people slacking off or people dicking around, but I never get mad when I teach. And I think that's, I think that's uh, a good thing to be because, um, in my opinion, if you have to yell, if you have to be an asshole to your students because they don't understand something, I think that there's something wrong with you. And I think there's a huge problem in Middle Eastern families because I know a lot of my friends, like their dad would teach them something. They wouldn't get it. Like, why don't you understand? Why don't you understand? And I'm like, dude, you are scarring that kid for life. Like, this this kid will never want to do math or whatever the fuck you're trying to teach them ever again because you literally just ruined it for them. Um, I see a lot of, I see a lot of fathers who, um, their kid just doesn't like martial arts. And I'm like, why? Then I see when the kid comes to train with them, the dad's being a dirtbag, like a douchebag to the kids. Oh, you're taking a round off, huh? Come on, stop being a wuss. And I'm like, ah, now I know why your kid hates martial arts is because you're an asshole. So definitely, um, I learned that. Because of my own learning disability, I'm able to help other people who also have learning disabilities. Like, I hate using this word because people often use this word and they really don't mean it. Dude, dude, <clears throat> dude, you're like family, dude. You're like family. Everyone says that they're your family until you need a cosigner on a fucking loan. You know what I mean? Like... In your life, there's like maybe three people that actually would do anything for you. And it seems like the culture that I've built in my gym is very much so a family. For example, I went to Texas and back. The people who drove me to and from the airport were my students. My students help each other out. They're, they actually take a part in each other's lives. They hang out after practice. They, um, they fucking literally <clears throat> go in a parking lot and all smoke weed together. Bunch of degenerates. But um, like they're all like brothers. It, it seems like it's a brotherhood that I built. And the way I do this is, you know, even if someone is sick, I tell them to still come to the to the gym, take videos, take pictures, monitor the mats, make sure no one's hitting each other. And by sick, I mean like the sniffles. If they're like really sick, I'm like, dude, just stay home. Um, if, if you're taking a round off, 
motivate your team members. Make sure no one hits each other. Please promote the school on your Instagram. So it's very much like a big family. Uh, I tried to make it uh, as least as possible like these cookie cutter McDojo strip mall types of gyms. I want to make it hardcore and more like a freaking brotherhood. Like a fraternity, not a college fraternity, but you know what I mean. And that's exactly what it has become. One invention I have that I have extremely proud of, and a lot of people asked me if they could use it, but I told them no. Because I don't like stealing people's ideas. I don't want people to steal my ideas. It's called the cripple's corner. <laughs> if, you, if you hurt yourself in some aspect of life, or in practice, um, I, that is not as an that is not an excuse to not train. Um, I had a student who had um, LASIK surgery on his eyes, so his doctor told him, obviously, like every fucking doctor, don't do anything for two weeks. Uh, okay, now um, the doctor said because he didn't want him to make any eye like his eyes to make contact with anything so with guard passing mount side control you know there's risks of that so i took him and i said that's fine <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna drill leg locks i had another i had another student who hurt his shoulder and you know upper body was out of the question so i'm like hey lasik surgery guy shoulder injury guy I'm going to teach you guys leg locks while I teach the rest of the class other things. And these guys got really good at freaking leg locks by drilling them every day. The cripples corner must be respected. While the cripples are drilling, you are not allowed to interfere. You are not, if you're rolling and you, and you bump into their corner, you must move. Cripples corner is sacred. Everyone must know that. I had someone who hurt their knee, so... And, and I, had, I think I had someone who had their ankle. So I had them go strictly arm bar drills, upper body. And then they were able to go live too. I just had them do EBI rounds, arm bar. And these guys got nasty at arm bars. Just goes to show, guys. <clears throat> if you hurt one limb, there's three other limbs at work. Never forget that. A great thing that I capitalized on um, during this whole uh, process was something that I learned from Pure MMA in Rockaway, New Jersey. It's two brothers that open a jiu-jitsu gym, and this actually changed my life, the course of my life. Um, every holiday, whether it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, uh, Christmas Eve, they have an open mat open to all affiliations, meaning you could be from any gym, you drop in, it's for free. And it usually has upwards to 50 to 60 people. I remember the first time I went, um, I just saw a bunch of people training in the gi. And I'm like, fuck, you know, I don't know how to train in the gi. Maybe I'll give it a shot. I gave it a shot. And it was a lot of fun. I bought a gi. I signed up at a gi school. The whole course of my life changed because I love no gi, but the uniformity, the um, structure, 
the fact that you could go to a tournament, compete in gi and no gi, change my life. The fact that there's belts. So what I did, Thanksgiving, everywhere was closed. I had a Thanksgiving open mat open to all affiliations. And I think like 50 people came. And my gym is not that big. And we got four new members out of it. It was amazing. I'm, I'm so proud of that day. So go in the opposite direction of everyone else. When you see someone closing on a holiday, you stay open. This, why, this is why Chinese restaurants make so much money. You think everybody has a family to go to on Christmas. Everyone's having family dinners, etc., etc. Not really. Have you ever been to the movie theaters on Christmas? It's packed. You know, in the modern day of our world, it's sad to say the family is not as important as it used to be. And you got to capitalize on things like that by staying open. Go to a strip club on Christmas. You'll see what I mean. Um, I will have a Christmas open mat. I will have a New Year's open mat. And hopefully I get um, more students from that. Now, let's look at other factors. There is a snowstorm tonight in New Jersey. Every gym has closed. They send their announcements closed. I will be open because I don't give a shit. I've literally gone to work in full-on blizzards because I knew that I wouldn't be able to get any work done at home. I have run five miles in the snow to get to training because that's how fucking dedicated I was. And I know there's other people like that. My students are a bunch of fanatics. They're all coming tonight. And tonight, we're going to get a lot of people visiting because their schools are closed. And they're going to give me the drop-in fee of 20 bucks. So just to let you guys know, do the opposite of other people. That, that just seems to be what's working for me right now. And um, I definitely <clears throat> would recommend it. So, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of my two-month review. Um, if I learn a lot of new things in the three-month review, I'll make another one. We've got episodes getting pumped out weekly, guys. If you want to sponsor the podcast, please DM me at K-O-O-L-R-A-K. Please follow my gym at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu on Instagram. And follow the podcast at Rambling with Rack. Uh, I will be making a Patreon. I will be making a website. I'm in the works of that. Um, uh, please, if you know any sponsors or anyone that would like to help podcasts out or the gym, send them my way because we need all the help we can get. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys have an amazing week. And if you have any idea for future episodes, shoot me a DM. Love you guys. Thank you.